welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danielle Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. As always, with our podcast, we give a little health warning to remind people that the subject of this podcast concerns sexual abuse, which at the best of times is an unpleasant subject and it can be distressing, unsettling and so on. And so if you think that you may be upset in any way by this podcast, now's the time to switch off and go and make yourself a cup of coffee or whatever. Otherwise, please stay with us. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about a film called Promising Young Woman. And this is your suggestion, Danny. So why, Danny, have you decided that in this podcast we should discuss 2020 film Promising Young Woman? Well, Alan, during the Christmas break, this was a film actually that I just came across. It wasn't something I'd seen advertised or anything beforehand, but I watched it and I was really impressed with a number of issues that were raised. So for the listeners' overview, basically it follows a woman in her 30s that is seen in different bars and basically intoxicated and she's approached by different men offering to take her home because you know she's got to a state where she can't stand or is you know not able to verbalize and then you know there's different clips of her basically being taken back to these individuals homes and being sexually assaulted to which she then comes and she, she's not actually intoxicated so she's in pretending to be to raise the issue of consent with, with these men, if that makes sense. Basically, she is posing as bait and making herself appear particularly vulnerable and entraps these men who want to take advantage of what they perceive to be an intoxicated woman. Yeah, and so the focus on, and this is just at the start of the film, the focus is on you know her saying, I need a cab home or... I don't want to drink and then giving her drink and drugs and then trying to have sexual intercourse with her or sexually assault her. So that's how the film starts. But then it basically goes into the history of why she started doing this. And it's because a friend of hers, whilst they are at university, gets sexually assaulted. So so she's raped while she's intoxicated. And, And this incident is filmed it's reported to the university and then the university don't follow it up because it's one female's word against a group of males while she was intoxicated. So the film covers some really important issues that, you know, we've talked about before and we've seen many times in the press. And, you know, these ideas that if you've been drinking alcohol or you're intoxicated and you're sexually assaulted, you must have consented. So, yeah, it really deals with capacity, consent, failures of institutions to 
investigate and you know it goes on to deal with the long-term impacts of sexual abuse because there is a suicide within the film so I don't want to give too much away because if any of our listeners want to watch it it's a really really good film but my point of having a chat about this is you know for 2020 there were so many hard-hitting points in this that we see you know in the press when we're recording this last week there was another press article about a famous rugby player who hasn't been charged yet but again similar incident of girl drinking sexual assault in a hotel room we see this over and over and over again and it's always the same conversations that come out online oh well she was drinking or you know we've said it before oh what was she wearing you know this negativity around intoxication and you know I just thought it was a really good film yes I haven't seen the film I've seen the preview and um, I thought oh gosh you know I do need to sit down and watch this is you know it looks extremely powerful so I get the message or messages whilst I'm discussing this with you let's see if there's a sort of counter argument behind all of this could it be said that this is just running the risk of creating a perception that by allowing yourself to become intoxicated in bars, so you start to lose your inhibitions and you start to behave in ways that perhaps you wouldn't normally behave, you are to a certain extent the author of your own misfortune if the other party, whether it be male or female, thinks that they are onto a winner, so to speak. Well, I mean, we've dealt with this, especially in November and December, we did a lot of things about drink spiking, which, you know, last year was really on the increase. We haven't heard very much in the press about it at the moment. But there's a definite difference between having sexual intercourse or or some sort of sexual relationship while you're intoxicated and then perhaps the next day regretting it and thinking, oh, no, perhaps that wasn't a good idea or you were in a relationship Mm. or you cheated or something. That is a very different position to consent and whether someone is so incapacitated and is being ploughed with drink with the intention of the other person knowing that perhaps if that person was sober that they wouldn't be entering into that relation so there's always been a lot of talk about this but I like when things like this film comes out because this was marketed at perhaps a younger audience and if it just makes one or two people question you know next time they're out or a decision that they're making you know this is where change happens and this is where you know it it raises awareness because of these conversations that then flow from it yeah very powerful points so yes I must get down and actually um watch the film proper so to speak because it's you know powerful points are being made there good ones I think one of the strongest points that we haven't chatted about, but I just wanted to say is that as part of the film, and we've seen this mirrored last year with private schools and universities, is that there was a point where the allegations were reported to the university and they weren't followed up because it was said, well, it's one girl's word against a group of men and they were going to go on to be doctors. And in the film, they are all then successful doctors, that it was going to ruin careers of X amount of people for the sake of one woman's allegations and I think Mm. we saw last year with all the allegations that came out about private schools and universities that perhaps these types of films are showing that change is being made and needs to be made you know and every allegation needs to be looked at and investigated and I I think there was quite a lot of change last year with safeguarding in universities and private schools so again hopefully there's there's change on the way. 
Good. Well, thanks, Danny, for that suggestion and um, that positive ending, so to speak. So thanks, Danny. Thanks, listeners. As always, if you have any questions or concerns about this podcast or any of our podcasts, please get in touch. Likewise, if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, then please do contact us. So that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening and do take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.